Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hello, and it is Friday, January 20. It's been two years since the resident in the White House took over. Notice I just call him a resident. That's all I'm going to ever call him. Uh, But uh, welcome to the broadcast. I am Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of both Elijah List and Elijah Streams. We are almost ready to hit year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and loving every minute of it. Very excited today. We're going to bring Bobby Connor in here shortly. Bobby Connor is both a friend. He's a father figure in the body of Christ. He was here long before everybody else was. He was doing the shepherd's rod, which is the word for the year. Uh, he was just telling us offline for, I believe he said, 28 years he's been doing the shepherd's rod. And that means it's the word for the year. Starting with the Jewish calendar, I think it starts in September, October. We'll ask you about that for sure. But a couple of quick announcements. This is a prayer uh, request uh, and kind of a report. You know, we've been doing the um, water wells. We've done, we're clo- coming, we're closing in on 100 fresh water wells that we've dug with your um, with your help, it's not, I should say, we put money in it too, but it's its really your um, donations that spill over behind what beyond what it takes to, to keep the show running. And we sow it and we sow it and we sow it because we want to sow bountifully, as the scripture says. But um, we've said, I've said several times that we're going to be announcing some other things that we're going to do, or excuse me, that we have been doing. So, well, there are three uh um, ministries, organizations that deal with trafficked children, mostly some for some rescues of trafficked children, and then also the restoration of the lives. Uh, one of our people, one of those three, was talking to me this morning, and she said a number of people had that were that were recovered and taken care of in Texas are now going to Baylor University and and becoming. A productive uh, citizen. So it's very, very good. So we're going to be talking about um, not only the three traffic organizations, um, but we're going to, well, I'll tell you more about that maybe as early as Monday. We're going to be actually raising funds specifically for that. So we'll continue to do the water wells because God's in that. But this morning, uh, I'll just say her first name for now and find out what I can or cannot say later. But Erica, who runs one of the organizations there, try, I won't even say what country it is, just for security. Um, there is a child on the way, and they're praying, hopefully, that she will make it to their organization because one of her, uh, one of the other girls that was trafficked with her was found dead a week ago. And so she, this one escaped and is running for her life, and she's on the way. And Erica said, we don't know if she's going to make it. So she's asking for prayer. Um, This is a real situation. It was about 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago that I was talking to her, and it was current information. She was literally trying to get there now. So uh, please pray. Those of you who are avid intercessors, I know you'll, you'll feel it in your gut, and you'll go to prayer. So we appreciate that very, very much. So uh, we'll talk more possibly Monday about an update and how we're going to um, help even more organizations that deal in this. My heart, our heart is for this to restore. There are there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of enslaved or trafficked um, children and, that are being rescued as we speak. But our job is to 
rescue some, but also to then um, heal them up because the the trauma and the the things that they've gone, including torture and all that, uh, we're 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 going to make sure that those probably mostly girls, there probably some boys as well, uh, but mostly girls, we're going to make sure that they get restored back to a real life again. So that's that. Please keep praying. And now with that in mind, we're going to just remind you about the wells that we're going to dig. So here's that spot. Thank you so, so much for your giving, for your generous giving. God bless you for that. And I really, really mean that. So there's a, the giving, that also the point, the donate and then the mail, if you mail a check or something. But um, we appreciate that. We had a, a banner year of giving and believe me, we are sowing like crazy. And you know, some of you may have experienced a lot of favor this year and it's because of your giving. I and mean, it's not only because of it. Some of you may have not given a dime and you're, you're experiencing God's favor. But um, those of you who support, even emotionally and you speak well of us, that's support as far as we're concerned. And God will bless you because it says whoever receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. So those of you who are receiving this ministry, a lot of people will throw shade at this and say we're all fakes and it's all fraud and somehow it's about money or whatever they would accuse you of, but not you. And when you keep your heart right, God's in the room when he sees that. He's in the room when you speak well of us and he rewards you. It's a promise. It's a Bible promise. All right, it's time to bring in my friend Bobby Connor. So here we go. Bobby Connor, it's been way too long. A long time. We're yeah. glad to be here. Glad to be here with you. Well, we're glad to have you. And as I've said to other people, you are definitely a father in the spirit. It oozes from your heart and from your from your being, and we appreciate that very much. So thank you for being a father to so, so many. So maybe we should start by what happened 28 years ago when God gave you the, an assignment about the shepherd's rod. How did that happen? Okay, that's a good question. Here's Bob Jones. He had done them for decades and decades and decades. And so this is how it, uh, it happened with me. Bob came to came to see me. And, uh, he was standing there and he said, uh, the Lord wants you to start uh, doing the shepherd's rod just like that. Well, Bobby, God wants you to start doing the shepherd drive. I said, no, Bob, no, Bob I'm not going to do that. And, <laughs> but I, I didn't get to tell him why I wasn't uh, going to do it. I did want to do it because he was already doing it. And I did want to copycat or mimic what somebody else was doing. And so when I said, no, Bob, I'm not going to do that. He rubbed his hands together like that and goes, well, he wants you to. And off he went just kind of a little bit uh, agitated at me. So I'm standing there, beat myself up thinking, oh man, I didn't handle that very well. I, sh- I wanted to explain to Bob why I didn't want to do the shepherd's rod. And so I'm standing there just kind of said, oh man, I didn't handle that very well. And Jesus Christ appeared to me just a few feet in front of me. He said, yes, Bobby, I intend for you to do the shepherd's rod. And I said, no, Lord, because... I don't get revelation like that. That's what I told him. No, Lord, because I don't get revelation like that. When I said that, he, I was jerked up off of earth into a big round sphere somewhere in heaven. And there were thousands of uh, screens, movie screens, really? thousands of them. Yes. And they were all portraying different events. But I would look at one. And Steve, the moment my eyes would look at one, I'd know everything about it the most minute detail you could imagine. And then I'm thrown back down 
am standing there. The Lord almost laughed at me. He said, see, it's no problem for me to give you revelation. And so that was 28 years ago. Jeez. So on the Day of Atonement for 28 years, we've compiled the shepherd trod. Oh, man. And Absolutely. it's pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, my wife has archives of all the 28 uh, different ones. The, the one that for this year is uh, still at the printers. But, uh, oh, man, uh, we prophesied about the uh, the pandemic before it came. Really? And the Lord said, it's, yeah, it's just as clear as anything. It says there's coming a pandemic. It'll be very deadly and devastating. It'll be a shakeup for a wake up for the body of Christ to embrace a greater glory. And that's what we need to do. We need to embrace a greater glory. And uh, there is a greater glory. And the, I'm okay. telling you, this this shepherd's rod for uh, this year, uh, I've never had anything like it. Uh, I'm telling you now, uh, this this shepherd's rod is different than any of the other uh, 27. Uh, I was down in Texas, and it's 90 days before the days of atonement 90 days before i'm down in the office in texas and i'm working typing on some powerpoints for some upcoming schools and all of a sudden the holy spirit said to me hey bobby do you know the theme and the thrush for this year's shepherd drive and i said no uh i i don't know it's 90 days away and i wasn't even thinking about the shepherd drive i was thinking about preparing these uh, powerpoints anyway uh uh, he said, do you know the theme in the thrust? And I said, no, I don't. And here's what he said. He said, uh, I do. Just almost <laughs> like that. I do. And then he said, do you want to know? And I said, yes, I want to know. And he said, it's going to be the gavel of God and the verdict of God. I said, okay, you're telling me that the shepherd's rod is going to be about the gavel of God and the verdict of God. He said, yes, that's right. Remember, this is 90 days before the day of atonement. And so I, I said, okay. Uh, gavel of God, the verdict of God. What do you want me to do now? It's what I asked the, the Lord. He said, I want you to type in uh, Bobby Connor and the gavel of God and punch Google. So I typed in the, bo the Bobby Connor, the gavel of God, punch Google. I like to fill out of the chair, Steve. Boom. It popped up that article that we did for you guys. You uh, did it for us. Years. You had forgotten about, had forgotten about it. You had forgotten about it. And God said, I intend for you to relive that and, and, and inject that into people's heart. And so that's what that's what the shepherd's rod is. And it's all out of Daniel chapter 7, verses 21 and 22. It said, the evil forces ruled and raged over the saints of God and were prevailing over them until, until the Ancient of Days renders a verdict in behalf of the saints of God. And it says that the saints will possess the land. And I'm telling you, God said, you tell my people, I want the saints of God mobilized. I want them off the sideline to the front line. And he said, I want them to start declaring back, getting back sevenfold everything the devil's stolen from them. And so I'm very excited about this shepherd's rod. Oh, man. The Lord said, enough is enough. Mobilize the body of Christ. And so I looked up the word mobilize. It means getting the troops to the most advantageous place for victory. And so we've got to realize there's a struggle on. We've got to contend for the faith and we've got to pick up truth. It says in the Bible, truth is fallen in the street. So you and I, as believers in Christ, we're going to have to rescue truth so truth can rescue us. Isn't wow. that something? Yeah. And it says, sanctify them through the truth, John 17, 17. Sanctify them through the truth. The word sanctify there means clean up, set apart for the service of God. And so uh, we've got to rescue truth so truth can rescue us. But what a day to be alive, Steve. I believe it's the most crucial time in human history. I really do. I believe in our nation, we're in the biggest struggle, struggle we've ever had for our nation right now. Right now, while we're talking. I and, agree. Uh, here, here's the deal. 
Here's, here's what's brought all of this on. Uh, it says we're under the curse of Isaiah 520. America is under the curse of Isaiah 520. Woe unto the nation that finds it easy to call good evil and evil good. Oh, we're wow. there, aren't we? That substitute, yeah, we are. darkness for light and bitter for sweet. We're there. And I said, Lord, how do we get here? He said, my people were just lackadaisical. I said, well, Lord, tell me the remedy for it. He said, it's been before your face all this time. Second Chronicles 714. If my people, which are called by my name. See, this is going to be up to the church. See, a lot of people think God's going to change this from the White House. God's going to change this from the church house. We're going to have to get the saints of God cleaned up, ready, and uh, where we'll contend for the faith. And uh, you know, like Second Chronicles, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and I'll forgive their land. And I'll heal their land. And we need our land healed, don't we? But oh, I'm telling yeah. you what, uh, there's a, God told me, said this thing, uh, the pandemic was a shakeup for a wake up to get the body of Christ to embrace a greater glory. And I'm telling you, God is up to something. Here, here's the shepherd's ride for 2020, 2022. And it's, it's this one. It's uh, he's, the Lord said, I want you to teach my people. Uh, here's how this one happened. I was sitting here in my office and the, the Holy Spirit said to me, hey, Bobby. What are your plans for moving the church from simply surviving to divinely thriving? I go, you know, and I was, I was, you know, you're going to be honest with anybody, be honest with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So he said in all in, in, in a tone like that, what are your plans for moving the body of Christ from just a mindset of simply surviving to divinely thriving? And I go, well, uh, I don't, I don't really think I've got a plan. That's what, I, that's what I was thinking. And then here's what I came out of my mouth. Well, my plan is to wait before God till God comes and shares his plan with me. And Steve, you could hear the angels going, good answer. And so here, here's what he said. Wait, he said, say it again. You... Say, say your answer yeah. one more time, more slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, I said, my plan is to wait before Almighty God till he comes and tells me his plan. And oh, so those, the angels all said, good answer. <laughs> good. Here's, here's what I did. Uh, I said, okay, Lord, how do you, what do you want me to do to move the saints of God from a mindset of simply surviving to divinely thriving? He said, Psalm 1611. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the pathway of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Isn't that amazing? And that's oh, yeah. what he said. So if we'll get into his presence and his presence gets into us, it'll get us into a, a real place of, uh, of divinely uh, thriving instead of just merely surviving. And God wants us to be bold and brave and start believing his promises. I'm telling you, I can do all things through Christ who induces me with inner strength. I am the head, not the tail. No weapon formed against me prospers. We need to start declaring what God has declared over us. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. Oh yeah, let me. Can I ask you a question? You know, and then I don't want to interrupt the flow, but you just showed a book, Bobby, that is really thick. Or in, my, yeah, I'm a slow yeah. reader, so yeah. that's thick. That, that's Turn it sideways. Is that a, is that a CD or a yeah. book? That's a no, lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a book. It, so he a, filled I, I, that book. I mean, yeah. some of them were part, probably part of your vision, and others was you teaching on what you saw. I suppose yeah. about 187 pages, I think, wow. something like that. But uh, we need that. We need to get strategy. If, if we're in a warfare, we need strategy. And uh, here's what the, the Bible said. I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning the devil and his plots and his plans or his devices. So we need to teach the body of Christ about the devil. 
because the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And we we need to educate the body of Christ. And we've got to get the body of Christ to come out from among the world and be separate and touch not unclean things. And because the Bible puts it this way, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. And one of the things I think we need to be busy doing right now, Steve, the Lord told me, said, I am going after two things in the hearts of leadership right now, compromise and contamination. He mm. said, I'm going to deal with those. Compromise is uh, 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 living wrong and contamination is uh, 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 a spirit of lust and all that kind of stuff. And we got to come out from among them, be separate, touch not the unclean thing. He said, I'll be your God. You'll be my sons and daughters. So uh, in pastoral uh, times, I tell the people, we got to do what uh, David did. Search me, O God. Try me. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in a way that's eternal and everlasting. And we got to get, we got to clean up, hadn't we? Well, the Bible said we got to get rid of every bit of contamination and purify ourselves, both body and spirit, bringing our consecration to completeness. The Bible said there. Can, can I ask you a question on the compromising yeah. contamination? Um, again, I don't want to interrupt long, but just no, on this, are there people, or not, are there churches or pastors, whichever, however you say it, you know, there's a scripture that says, if you don't return, I think it's if you don't return to your first love, I'll come and remove your lampstand or something along those uh -huh. lines. Yeah. Are there lampstands in places that God is just simply going to have to remove? It's a kind of a done deal. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I said earlier, I said, we're going to have to rescue truth so truth can rescue us. And one of the uh, issues that we're looking at, uh, there, there's pastors that say, oh, it's okay for a man to marry a man. It's not okay uh, for a woman to marry a woman. That's not that's not acceptable. That That's an abomination to God. And yet there's people in pulpits, pastors in pulpits, uh, sanc uh, they're sanctioning such, such stuff as that. And God will have nothing to do with it. And I'm telling you, we've got to come out from among them and be separate. We've got to be holy. And we've got to have clean hands and a pure heart. We've got to set our face to seek the Lord. And we've got to learn more about the about things of God. The Bible yeah. said, my people, my people are perishing for a lack of knowledge. And we've got to, uh, we've got to get the people of God back into the word of God. And the Bible says the entrance of his word will give light. It will give me a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. And so uh, we're really trying to get people back into the word of God. Study you know, to show yourself approved. You just said something and I have, I was writing a note about it. And then you said the ways of God. And I was, oh, I was writing about the ways of God. Yeah. You know, there's a scripture that says my ways are higher than your ways. And That's your, right. my thoughts than your thoughts. But Bobby, it, in these days, with the Spirit being poured out, are we at a place where God says, where God would say, "I'll show you my way, so you can know yeah. my way"? Is that yeah. is that knowable? Yeah. When you get when you get this uh, new shepherd rod that's coming out, you're going to find out God is going to show up and show off. Look out now! Here's what He's going to do. He's going to do a, a, a display of His mighty, awesome power in such a way the the big word coming out across the body of Christ, the big old word across the body of Christ is going to be awestruck. He's going to show up and show off in such a dimension, in such a measure. Our, our, mouth, our, our mouth will fall open, our eyes will bug out because the Bible said, prepare the people because we've never been where we're going now. And I'm telling you, this is not scrimmage. This is not warm up. This is a main event. Like what you're hearing? 
Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And uh, I'm telling you, we've got to really get it right this time. We don't have the luxury. Uh, the angels that came on the Day of Atonement, I'm telling you, Steve, they were warring angels, mighty and fierce. And here's what they be. They, their wings sounded like Huey helicopters. Really? Was, oh, my goodness. And they they, they started, uh, uh, they really screamed it out. Here it is. Sound the alarm. Awake the warriors. And he said, mobilize the body of Christ. He said, here's what these angels were crying out. Divine urgency. Divine urgency. And it's there in the book of Romans where it says uh, that knowing what a cru- crucial and critical hour this is, how it's high time for us to wake out of our slumber, rouse mm. to reality for salvation. Final deliverance is nearer to us now than when we first believed, adhered to, and trusted in Christ the Messiah. We have got to get the saints busy and, re- and raise up warriors. And uh, uh, that God wants us to do that. In the book of Jude, you remember that? Uh, I tell people we ought to read the book of Jude. Shouldn't take yeah. long, just one page. <laughs> and That's true. So yeah. Jude said he picked up his pen and he said I was going to write concerning the common salvation, not common and worthless, but the rudimentary, elementary principles of Christianity. He said, but I got possessed. I was overcome. I was under compulsion to write that you would earnestly contend for the faith, the Jeez. faith that was once and once for all delivered to the saints. So this is up to us, isn't it? Here's what the Bible said. Well, the Bible says a whole bunch, but it says the heavens of heavens, that belongs to God. But this earth is our responsibility. Wow. Genesis 1:26. God said, let us make man in our own image and let's give them kingdom control. And if God is going to hold us accountable for how this world goes. And that it's up to us. The heavens of heavens, that belongs to God. The earth is our responsibility. And so we better get busy uh, doing all that we can to get this, get the people saved and get the people right, because uh, these are very critical days. But uh, honestly, I wouldn't exchange them for anything. Now, I, I really mean that because the pandemic came. It was a wake up and a shake up to get us to embrace a greater glory. And now guess what God's doing? I'll tell you what he's doing. One of the things he's doing is he's initiating hunger. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst yeah. after righteousness. They shall be filled. And there's a divine hunger and stirring in the hearts of God's people to know him in a deeper level. To yeah. And that's what God wants to do. Here's your great verse for this year. Psalms 8411. Psalms 8411 says, uh, he will be a son and a shield to us. No good thing will he withhold from those that are walking upright. He will give us what? Present day favor future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. Oh, that's, put that down. Let that be your verse for the year. Psalms 84, 11. No good thing will he withhold. He'll be a sun and a shield to us. He'll give us present day favor, future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. God does not want us to stagnate, but advance and move up, going higher and higher, coming into the presence of God. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. The book of uh, Revelation says, and I heard a voice and it said, come up here. And that's what that's what God is sharing and shouting out. Come up here. And I looked and there was a door, a gate, a portal standing open in heaven. We can get closer to God if we're hungry and willing to do it. Psalms 46, verse 10 says, be still. 10 and 11 says, be still and know that I am God. And there's a benefit of knowing God. Daniel 11, 32 B says, but the people that do know their God, they're going to display strength and they're going to take action. Aren't you glad 
We're oh, not yeah. going to be on the sideline. We're going to be on the front line, uh, taking this world back for Jesus. And that's what it says. It says, and the saints, this Daniel 7, 21 to 22, the evil forces are ruling and raging, overcoming the saints of God until this ancient of days. That, that, that article that you printed, the ancient of days is rendering his verdict now in behalf of the saints of God. And that's going to change everything. Are now you, we will. Bobby, are you saying... Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Are you saying that this is the until God is is rendering the verdict now or or it's soon to happen? What are you saying? Now, you said, until. It, he, he said the church has been living in an, uh, a, a moment called until. See, the end, the evil forces, it says the horn, Daniel 7, verse 21 and 22, said the evil horn, which means the demons, the devil, the Antichrist, was mm. waging war against the saints of God and prevailing until. Oh, the wow. Ancient of Days stands, drops his gavel, renders a verdict in behalf wow. of the saints of God, and the saints will possess the kingdom. That's what it That's says. That's huge. That's and huge. And he said, you, you tell my people to, to demand back sevenfold everything the devil has stolen from them. We're going hey, to be can like... You, can, well, don't, don't leave that for a second. Demand back sevenfold. Now, I hear people saying, I don't know how to demand back sevenfold. Can you give... A prayer or a decree to people that says, I like that. How do I do that? How do I actually say that? Okay, you do it through Job 22, 28. Now, I'll give you the Texas version of it first. You ready? Here's the <laughs> yeah. Texas version of it. Make up your mind what you want. Tell God what that is, and he'll get it for you. Wow. You say, Bobby, that couldn't be in the Bible. Job 22, 28. And you shall decide a thing. Then you decree what you've decided and the Lord will establish it and the light of his favor will shine upon your pathway. And so we got to make up our mind what we want. See, a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. We got to keep our focus on the Lord, especially during these days. There's all kind of confusion, all kind of misinformation, all kind of uh, delusion. And we've got to stay focused on him. He said, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee. Isaiah 26.3. And that we've got to, we've got to keep our focus there. That doesn't mean that we don't look at the chaos and the, the confusion. We know it's there. We glance at it, but we keep our gaze upon the Lord and it keeps us in perfect peace. Now, Romans 16.20 says peace is powerful. Romans 16.20 says the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Isn't that cool? We yeah. need the peace of God and the peace of God uh, will keep our heart and our mind. And I'm, the Lord told me one time, he said, you tell my people, you cannot medicate anxiety. You have to repent of it. Remember the Bible oh, says, wow, be really? anxious, yeah, be anxious for nothing. That's right. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things in prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, that surpasses all understanding. We'll keep your heart and your mind through Christ. But we are in very dangerous days, but days that we can advance the kingdom. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, God is looking for uh, people who will take a stand for him, who will who will boldly. And that's one of the things that we need to do. It's time for the, the lions to roar and the eagles to soar. It's not a time to be timid and shy. Je Joshua 1 verse 9. I, well, I ought to quote Joshua 1, verse 8 first. Joshua 1, verse 8 says, The words of this law, the book, the Bible, shall not depart from your eyes. You shall meditate upon it day and night, and it will guarantee you overwhelming success. I tell people, if they want to be a flop and a failure, stay out of the Bible. 
But if you want to have overwhelming success, get into the Bible and let the Bible get into you. Psalms 119 verse 130 said, the entrance, the penetration of your word, it gives light. It gives me a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. Oh, man, get into the word. And let the word get into us. Oh, the word of God. The word is not just print on parchment. It's the person of Christ. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. As and, the Lord you know, Bobby, I got to tell you this. Um, you know, I've known you for years and years and years. I've never seen you speak to a crowd without peppering the entire presentation with one scripture after as you're now doing. So people... I'm sure people have already figured out this is Bobby Connor. This isn't something he's doing for this program. You live and breathe this word. Um, you're, so, I mean, if I said, well, Bobby, sometimes the word must get a little stale for you. What do you, because you, you go through dry times. What, what would you say about that? Oh man. Uh, what we've got to do, if it seems like it's hard to connect, it's not on God's part. He, he's saying, come up here. And what we've got to do, we've got to find out if anything has got in our in our in our spirit or in our, search me, O God, and try me, see if there be any wicked way in me, and okay, lead me in well. a way that's everlasting. Ask God to clean us up, and ask God to release that hunger for you. And okay. I'm telling you, He'll do it. And there's a wonderful hunger going on now. And here's one thing that the Lord uh, said to me: said, "You tell my pe people are getting power hungry for all of the right reasons." For all the right reasons. Rise, right reasons to see the kingdom established, to see the glory of God fill the earth. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, Bobby, the, in ministry, the highest form of treason is to take the gifts I've given you to win people to me and use the gift to win people to yourself. He said, Ooh. that's the, high, that's the highest form of treason in ministry. So Man, you know, that one, that one is huge because, you know, I love pastors and I love churches, so I, I'm in no way dissing God's people or God's yeah. church or God's pastors, but there are some pastors out and about who are lording it over the people. I don't know how many there are, but they're, and they say, you, I'm the boss. Mm -hmm. I, you call me this, uh, whatever is pastor, apostle, whatever prophet, whatever the, I want you to call me this. Nobody does anything without running it through me. Uh, that's like treason yeah. according to what you just said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, our our job is to lead people to Christ, not to ourselves. You know, and very very important. Uh, I, I I'm telling you, we've got to have a house cleaning, really. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a double-minded person's unstable in all their ways, and we can't have one foot in the world and one foot in church. Uh, and so I, I'm yeah. excited, though. There's I, I, there's a. I've got a couple of things I want to ask you about. It's on the list that I want to actually ask you about this glory cloud experience, but. Before I do that, Bobby, I've heard you say a number of times uh, in literally years past, and it starts with this. I give you permission to attempt to. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly say, what you're talking say about. Say that to people because it amazes okay. me. I was, uh, it, the Lord walked up to me and said, hey, Bobby, I give you my personal permission to attempt to exaggerate what I'm about to do. So I said to him, being a preacher, now I'm going to need a verse for that. And him being God said, no problem. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or dare to imagine. And one of the things we need to do, and, and it's in the shepherd's rod for this year, we got to take the lids of limitation, limitation off. And Genesis 18, 14 says, is there anything to 
hard for the Lord. And then it says in Job 42 to, I know God, anything that you set your heart and your hand to do can't be stopped. And so nothing's too hard for God and God can do anything. He's author and finisher, not author and hooks. Have you ever started a project and go, oh, God, God's not that way. Philippians 1, 6, Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this very thing. He that hath begun a good work in you wow. will continue it until the day of Christ Jesus. He's author and finisher, not author. Oops. You know, <laughs> I'm I, thankful. I, I, someone wrote to me the other intercessor and she gave me the word. It was kind of like that. I don't think she necessarily put the scripture with it, but she said, God is going to do exceedingly above. And I, again, she didn't quite word it exactly, but it was clear what was in her heart uh, that beyond anything you can imagine. And I said, to her, because uh, she's just a very uh, prophetic and uh, avid intercessor. I said, well, that's got to be really big because I can imagine a lot. And she goes, I know that about you, Steve. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons things have grown, even our yeah. giving and digging the wells. And because I keep imagining and asking for that. And so you mean literally God's giving us permission to attempt to exaggerate the things yeah. he's about to do. That's exactly right. Uh, we, we're going to be awestruck at, at the, the displays of God's power. Really, really is amazing. And God is up to something very strong. Here's my wife. What you got? Okay. My grandson is uh, watching. Uh, he watches all the uh, videos and stuff like awesome. that. So, hello, Blake. That's my grandson, Blake. Awesome. He, awesome. He's, He's live streaming as we're streaming. I oh, guess. Oh, very cool. But, how, old, yeah. how old is he, by the way? He's 39. Is that oh, right? Okay. No, 29. 29. 29. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what he told me one time? He said, Papa Preach, you're only 50 years older than me. I said, gee, thanks. You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, he gets to travel with his son, and I'm so thankful and grateful. And uh, got a wonderful heart. What, what does he call you? Did you say, did you say, Papa Preach? That's really? I've yeah, never heard that one. Oh, listen, that's. Uh, you know, I get off to meetings sometimes. They go, uh, "What do you? What do you want us to call you? Prophet or?" I said, "Call me Papo Preach. I'll answer to hey you if I need to." You know, it's just. It, but, I love that. Wow, what an yeah. honor! Okay, so I want to ask you this on on my list. I've got the Glory Cloud experience. Do you want to talk about uh, that? What was that? I about? do. I do want to talk about that. Whew, it took me days and days to get over this one. This is the last day of the Day of Atonement. That back in October. Uh, and it's the, the it's the, when the sun goes down uh, that the, the the day of atonement is over. So I'm on my back porch here in Moravian Falls, uh, back back porch, and it's cold. The wind is cold and the weather's cold. And I'm sitting there and I, I'm, I'm covered up in a blanket and the sun is setting. And I'm just waiting, waiting to see what the Lord wants to say. And oh man. Uh, uh, the angels had already come. They'd already declared war. They'd already declared, you know, that uh, divine urgency and all this. And said, uh, so uh, I'm sitting there and uh, got my computer in my lap. And so help me. This is the absolute truth from the West. Here came a cloud, a glory cloud, bright, really? brilliant, a glory cloud about the size of, of I don't know, a, a school bus or something like that just a big glory cloud and it just engulfed me it swallowed me it it just it just boom. and the next thing i know i'm captured inside of a glory cloud and it's spinning like this i mean you've never seen and it's it's the most brilliant beautiful and it's spinning like this and with every rotation steve 
uh, uh, revelation and scripture would come on the, the really? side of this glory cloud. And it was spinning so fast and so fast like this. Finally, I said, Lord, I, I, don't, I don't think that I can capture this. He said, Bobby, I'm putting it in your spirit, not in your mind. And every rotation that would spin faster and they uh, on this uh, wall of that glory cloud, there would be scriptures and, and strategies that's coming that we need for this year. And so uh, they'll be in the shepherd's rod. And but so he's he, he, he's pouring that in and, and you'll see glimpses of it, but you're literally being, if I could use an analogy, it's, he's like putting gasoline in there that's going to, you're going to use later, but you, you don't, you're not necessarily in touch with everything he's putting in. You're saying it's just like going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was going so fast like this. I said, Lord, I don't, I just go every revelation. And it's going like this. And I said, I don't wow. think I can retain this in my mind. He said, no, Bobby, I'm putting it in your spirit. See, and then the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth can call up again. What God has put inside of you. That first where he says, when the spirit of truth comes, a truth giving spirit, you know, he'll, and so he'll bring it back up as we need it. But uh, we put a lot of the strategies that were inside of that glory cloud. And uh, uh, we have got wow. to really, it's a serious time we're in, but it's a time of jubilation. We need to be so thankful that God's let us live during these crucial times. It's like Esther 414. You're in the kingdom for such a time as this. There's something I think is greater than that. The kingdom is in us for such oh, a time as so this. Good. So oh, good. for such so a time good. as this. And there's well, a desperation. I do um, you know? I've got these other things, and um, I think you, you talked about the surviving, not thriving. Talk about the other thing I see on my list is the awe of God returns His people. When by awe, um, uh, what does awe mean to you? Because it's okay. Gonna, Here it okay. is, uh, John on the Isle of Patmos, John the Revelator. Yeah. Nobody had ever been any closer to, to Jesus than him. He got to lay his head on the chest of Christ. But now he sees him in a new dimension. And, and he falls at his feet as though he was dead. That's awestruck. That's, that's a definition of awestruck. And our problem right now, Steve, is this. The modern day church is far too familiar with a God we barely know. But he is about, we tried to submit, we tried to substitute familiarity for, in, for intimacy. And God won't have it. But he is about to show up and show off on a dimension and on a measure that we've not seen in our day. And we're going to be awestruck. And uh, uh, it says okay. in the book of Habakkuk uh, that look around. It'll be hard to believe what you're even seeing. But I'm telling you, uh, what a day to be, be able to be yeah. in the kingdom of God. And uh, that, that's what I, I, I think it's the most crucial time. Well, in human you know, I, can I ask you this? Because I'm a guy, you're a guy, and there are times when... I so tap in that all of a sudden I've got tears streaming down. Yes. Um, and to me, at that moment, it'll feel like intimacy. But guys tend to process a little different. A lot of women will just be enraptured in some sort of intimacy that that maybe they're they're they are almost formed or structured to, to to more naturally go into intimacy. Talk about to the men watching. What does intimacy mean? to you to a man how would you yeah. and how would you yeah go yeah it means loving him with all your heart that's what it means it means that you put him first place in your life and just uh you love him to such a dimension you don't want to do anything that would hurt his heart that would uh, uh break his heart and that's what it is we want to be clean and pure and holy for his name's sake and we, we do not want to bring reproach to him in any way. We love mm. him with a love that is supernatural. And he's the one that started it. He said, you didn't choose me. 
I chose you. Isn't that amazing? One of the things I think we need to deal with sometimes on a real deep level is teaching the body of Christ who they are. And they'll, the Lord, here's what the Lord said. He said, Bobby, uh, divine God and evil devil is asking the saints of God the same question. I said, God, I'm, I'm confused here. You, you said, holy God and hateful devil is asking the body of Christ the same question. What question could that be? And here it is. You ready? Who do you think you are? The devil's going, who do you think you are? And God's going, who do you think you are? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And see, we need to get a, get rid of stinking thinking and find out who we are. And we'll never know who we are till we know whose we are. And he said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. We're chosen by God. Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. I read it out of every English translation I could find. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God before ordained that we conduct ourselves in them. That literally says God created things for us to do before he created us. And so that gives us purpose. And Ecclesiastes 3.1 said there's a time, a season, a purpose for every activity of God under heaven. So we need to find out what God is doing and join him. And so we're his workmanship. So I looked up the word workmanship there in Ephesians 2.10. And the word workmanship is a Greek word that means the final stroke of a master artist. That's who you are. And so when the devil goes, when the devil goes, who do you think you are? You go, well, I'm the best God could do. <laughs> See, isn't that something? We got Yeah, God chose us. He said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And he chose us to be on his work team. Second Corinthians 6, uh, 2 says, labor together with God as God's fellow helpers then. So he put us on his work team. And so to love the Lord, well, uh, and that's one of the things I think that men need sometimes. We need to be more uh, loving. And, yeah. Uh, we need to take our children and, pull them to us and, and, and love on them. They yeah, need to believe this. I was just going to ask you about that. So here we go again. You've tapped into what I was, I was going to ask you about that subject about our children and loving them. And I just saw what you, how you interacted with your son. And I love that he, you've given him a special name or you, y'all worked it out. Um, talk to men and women too, but it was maybe even especially men, um, how to love on their children. And, you know, a lot of us, yeah. We did okay. I did okay. I did. I think I was a good dad. I don't think I made too many mistakes, but I think there's more, almost more opportunities now that they're adults to love on them. Can you talk about that? Yeah, boy, I'll tell you, our children are under assault. The devil's doing everything he can to, to uh, mislead and wreck and ruin and uh, tear up uh, young people now with all kinds of devices and all kinds of things going on. One of the things we need to do is uh, take time to, uh, Talk to the talk to our children. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. There's a great divide now between you know gaming and all mm, of this, yeah. and, and there's no dialogue anymore. We need to learn how to talk to one another. I'll tell you an event that helped me in my life. Uh, my oldest son, uh, uh, Bradley Kahn, he he his job at that time was to mow the yard. We had a parsonage and I had a big nice yard, and the grass was green, and it had hedgerows. It was really a, a nice place. So I've been off on one of the trips. And so I come in and the whole yard, the whole yard is mowed uh, and manicured. Just excellent, except one little, one little strip there next to the flower bed. And so 
I go in there and uh, I'm in a hurry and all this. And so here's my son and, and I chewed him out oh, wow. uh, for, for that one little strip. I didn't ask him, did the lawnmower break? I didn't ask him, did something uh, stop that would uh, hinder him from, you know, but I've just chewing him out about uh, not finishing the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, I go back to my study and I sit down in my chair. I get out my Bible. It was as cold as a board <laughs> in there. Man. And the Lord said, you know, that makes me sick. That's what he said to me. He said, that makes me sick. He said, aren't you glad I don't treat you like that? And I had to. I had to go in there and apologize to my son. My son was a senior in high school and I had to, I mean, really just humble myself and, and, and tell him, I'm sorry. I, I didn't respond to you in a correct way. And I'm telling you, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you. But, um, uh, that's one of the things we need to do. Both of our boys are big as trucks, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, they really are. And they, they back then they grew these big old beards like the Gump Dynasty guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I would come in from uh, ministering around, and I'd come in, I'd flop across the bed, and listen. Sometimes they'd come and jump in bed with me. I tell them <laughs> it looked like a buffalo waller, you know. Wow. But, uh, you know, but kid, young people need that. You need to put your arm around them and love so them and good. hug them wow. and and let them know that they can talk to you about anything. You know, some of them get led off into all kind of bad, bad stuff, and they're so guilty till they they're afraid to talk to anybody. But we need to be have open ears and open heart where they can express uh, what they're looking for. And but uh, I we, mean, gotta, Bobby, have you found yourself in a situation? I mean, I don't want to pry too much, but I mean where a child was going at a distance and you, did you, if there was a distance, he was walking away from the Lord. If that happened, did you have, did you confront him? Did you just love him and say nothing? What, what did you do? Yeah. You have to, you have to do both. Okay. You have to confront him and love him, you know, and uh, you really do. And uh, you always need to let him know there's a pathway back. Remember the prodigal son, he blew it bad, didn't he? Yeah. But he, the father saw him a great way off and ran and fell on him and kissed him. Didn't say a thing about him leaving in a pig pen. But uh, he said, this is my son who was a, who was dead, but he's alive now. But uh, you have to do both. You have to okay. confront him. It says bring up a child in the way that to go. You have to confront him, but do it out of love. Love covers what? A multitude, multitude of sins. Sin. Well, you know, when you when you uh, apologized, and, uh, you know, I've been a few things like that in my past, I I tended not to yell. Although one day, yeah, my daughter was a teen. Now they're they've been all been yeah. married for 10, 12 years. So it was a long time ago, and I didn't realize I would correct one of one of them specifically. And it happened several times, and she would say, "Why are you so mad?" And I'm thinking, "I'm not mad. I'm just correcting." And she'd say it again at a different time, and I thought, "I must be communicating something way beyond what I'm attending." intending to well my father was an angry man and i must have picked yeah. that up and what she said that two or three times and i stopped <laughs> i yeah. i watched every word and i but i think when you apologize like you did with your son it created a better bond than you would have had in the first place because yeah. you were willing to humble yourself and he goes wow right yeah i mean yeah to finish that story the lawnmower broke down you know oh. and that's why i didn't that's why i didn't get to finish that uh uh, last section of the yard, oh. isn't that something? But we need to take, uh, uh, especially, uh, we need to take more time to fill, figure out the whole situation because sometimes we, uh, we, and if, whatever we do, we need to do it out of love. 
Love yeah. never fails. Tongues go away. Knowledge vanishes, but uh, love never fails. And you know, Bobby, uh, you, when we started this, you were saying God wants us getting off the sidelines and God wants us getting to work and God's wanting us to, uh, however you said it, you might not say getting to work, yeah. but he wants you to get involved and, 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 and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but isn't it also just as true what you just shared about a father and a son and a father and children? Yeah. That's yeah. getting off the sidelines. That's true. really right. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I, it's a sad thing if you've got a ministry and you let the ministry, the ministry succeed and your family fail. Mm. Uh, so we've got to, we got to learn how to balance both of them. Uh, I've got my second son, uh, good, great. How old is Sean now? 52. 52. He'll be 52. And uh, my, my other son, he's uh, 53. 56. My, my wife is over here. I, I thank <laughs> wives God. always yeah. know. Wives always know. No. But anyway, that my second son, one time uh, I was gone all the time. And he said, I'm tired of not having a daddy. And so the Lord, the Lord told me, said, I want you to carry him with you. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So uh, he was young then. And so uh, I carried him with me. Good Lord. And so we got in a hotel room and I was trying to study and I, I had, I was not accustomed to having one of them with me. And so he had a football game, one of these little electronic football games. And I, I, it got time for bed. And I told him, put that thing down and let, we got to go to bed. And I looked up there and they had a smoke detector on in the top of the uh, hotel room. And I thought, well, that'll be good if the hotel catches on fire and wake us up. And so I just drifted off and I hear, <laughs> and I go nuts. I jump up and I'm grabbing for stuff. And it was his football game. He had uh, he had scored a thing on the football game, and it goes. Wah, wah, oh. And I thought, and I mistook it for the uh, the fire extinguisher, the fire alarm. Anyway, I chewed him out, and it just hurt his feelings, you know. Oh, and the wow. Lord said, the Lord said to Bobby, I I'd ask you to bring him with you. And he said, uh, you you don't have to have all this silence to study. I want you to spend time with him. I'll tell you wow. what, Steve, instead of staying there studying, we went around, we, we made nearly every ice cream shop in that town. Uh, oh, and he, man. He, I'm telling you, uh, the Lord said, uh, I want you to spend time with him and, and your spending time with him will enhance the time you spend with me. And so that was, uh, I'll, you I, know, I, think I totally I believe that I hadn't heard it yeah. in those terms, yeah. but I, that makes absolute yeah. sense to me because we see yeah. God. I have a, both son-in-laws, I feel like, are raising their children all, almost better than than we raised ours. And, you know, we raised them in the Lord and all of that. Mm -hmm. We were loving and all that. But, man, uh, this generation, people do say a lot about millennials. And some of them are maybe just slightly outside that age. But but the way, you know, one of, you know, they both play with their kids like, oh, my goodness. And one of, one of the yeah. son-in-laws come in. There, so it's a family reunion, right? And everybody's, there's 13 of us mm -hmm. here. And. And when he comes to the family reunion, which is usually when you see the kids play and then the adults talk. Well, we did that too. But this one, one son-in-law becomes the life of the party with his kids. And he plays with his kids the whole time. And then every all the other kids join in. And, of course, the other son-in-law does as well. And so uh, I'm thinking, I'm looking at that and I'm shaking my head in, in wonder that those kids will never forget the yeah. time they're and they, he, the father didn't go to 
to grandma and grandpa's and then ignore them for the rest of the time. Not even. So yeah. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of that. Yeah. We, we've got to really uh, have a have a base at the house fixed up good, you know, where oh, the yeah. foundation. We've got to love one another and uh, correct them and teach them. Yeah. And, uh, so I've good. got I've got I've got some little grandkids, you know, they're well growing up now, but they can they've memorized scripture. It's it's pretty amazing, you know, and uh, it'll just flow out of them. So I'm thankful. How, how many grandchildren do you have? We got five. Yeah, yeah so do we. So we're writing the yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, age does a funny thing. I used to talk, teach fifth and sixth grade out of uh, college. I taught only for two years because you couldn't make any money. So I went into business and eventually ministry. But uh, my fifth and sixth graders were, I was 21 and they were 11. That was 10 years older. So if I'm 67, my fifth and sixth graders are now 57. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh man, time. Time, time, time. Well, Bobby, anything else you want to share before? I want to make sure you tell people how to get your shepherd's rod too. So, but yeah, they can look on our webpage, bobbyconnor.org, and it'll pull it up. And uh, if you're, if I'm doing a school anywhere around about you, come to the schools because uh, we really enjoy the schools. We'll uh, take a whole Saturday and do a, a school and uh, impartation times, have a good time like that. But the shepherd's rod, they can order it. Uh, just don't uh, get on our webpage and it shows how to order it. This is the one for prospering in his presence, moving from simply surviving to divinely thriving. And uh, uh, we've got something new all the way back. Uh, boy, it's pretty crazy. My wife, Carolyn, she's she's dug out all the archives of them all the way these uh, 28 years, uh, every shepherd's ride. And pretty, wow. pretty wild. But well, uh, what, I, I do want to pray ahead. with the people. Please and, do. Uh, uh, I want I want to remind you of the first time that uh, I, me and you ever connected. We were off there in, in uh, Oregon, and uh, you were out in the crowd, and I, I didn't know you from anybody. And uh, I'm I'm up there preaching, and that's when we had DVDs. Uh, you know these yeah, DVDs, CDs, yeah, DVDs. And yeah. I had one on uh, preparing for the prophetic, and I had you to stand up in the middle of the crowd, and I said, "Hey, stand up!" And and, and you, I said, "Now you stand up," and you stood up like this. And I took that a DVD in a, in a box, at VCR, and I slung it at you like this, and it goes like, whoosh, whoosh, and you caught it just like that. Oh, I and did. Here, yeah. And here's <laughs> what I said to you: You better catch the prophetic because it's coming your way. That was what I said to you. That's the first time I ever saw you. I chunked a, a DVD at you, or, or a VCR, a VCR, yeah. a VCR, and said, wow. You called it just like that because it's coming right at you. I had forgotten about that. And what you wouldn't have known at that time, by the time I was there in Oregon where you were, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the Elijah list was well underway. I don't know how big it was at what at that what year it was, but you had no idea about that. No, uh, but I said, you, you better get grasp the prophetic. It's coming your way. And you've done a good job. I remember one time I told your daughter, I said, uh, you're going to dream. She said to me, I don't dream. I said, well, you are, you are. And she came back the day after and she was just, she said, I dreamed I was dreaming. And then later, I think she wrote a book <laughs> or an article about dreaming. Well, yeah, that was my oldest, uh, the, the, the yeah. one who's the wife. Uh, uh, she was the last to get married to three, even though she was oldest, but she's the wife of the one that I told you was sort of the life of the party with the yeah. kids and yeah. grandkids. But yeah. yeah, she was, boy, boy, we could talk for a long time about how God orchestrates families and does what with what, but. Hey, you have what? You must have a photographic memory. I even I forgot that, and you remember yeah. even the word for my daughter. Unbelievable, 
Bobby, yeah. that you can remember that. Wow. I'm thankful. God's been really, really good. Uh, like we said, we've uh, been preaching 53 years, five times a week for 53 years. The pandemic, but I did good gracious 360 something videos like this during the pandemic time. But now we're back traveling. So it's a great, great time. Yeah. Well, don't you'll probably do some more Zooms now. Well, like you are doing, because now that's opened up the Zooms and now you can do both. So yeah, you're, uh -huh. you're still about preaching every day. So well, yeah. go ahead, Bobby, pray for whatever God has in your heart. I, I will. You. I'm going to pray for uh, God to stir up a divine hunger. Father, yeah. I want to thank you. I thank you that you're the one that you said in the Song of Solomon, draw me and I will run after you. So, Lord, draw us. Stir our heart to seek you with all of our heart. Lord, you said, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And so I'm asking you, God, initiate in every one of us a divine hunger. And you said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. So, yes, Lord, Lord, in your mighty matchless name, teach us your word. Teach us to hunger after the things of God. And, Lord, help us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, and thank you God for the you. for the scripture after scripture after scripture. I mean, I am I always have seen this. It's not like new to me, but it's always new to me because Good. I'm thinking this guy lives in the Word of God, and it's very instructive to me. So, thank you Good. for that. Thanks for reminding me of that word too. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. That, God bless you. God, God bless, bless you. You all have a great day, and a quick reminder okay. to everybody that Johnny Enlow will be back here on Monday. We have him twice in a week, so. Uh, we'll see you all on Monday. Thank you again, Bobby. And okay. everybody Thank have a great you, day and a great God weekend. Bye-bye. Bless you. Bye. Bless you. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.